Well, first, let me say it's a joy to be here. And uh, I married a Canadian and spent some good time, some good years in Canada. Both my sons are Canadian and American citizens, and God called me back to my homeland to try to help those poor Americans out because they're mighty lost. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm so glad I came. Was that girl's name Megan? Because she really spoke to my heart because uh, uh, I think I'm going to answer the call of God, though it scares me half to death. <laughs> and uh, I took that word for myself and appreciated that. The only thing is, is I got to get them to work with me because I'd like to go home with that new dance move. <laughs> you know, you know. Anyway, that would work really good in Sunday morning's message. And... Uh, so uh, my husband and I, one of the things that we do is we write devotional books, and they're devotional Bible studies. And uh, we spent two years putting together a pretty incredible project, Covenant Lives, the Nazarites and the Nazarene, a, uh, over 100 uh, daily devotions in here covering the life of Samson, Samuel, and John the Baptist. And so those are available in the foyer if you want. And uh, to make a, a $10 donation to the ministry in Canada that we, uh, we work with, Faith in Action Ministry, we'd love you to take one of those home with you. And so I'm not a salesperson. In fact, uh, my mentor once told me when I was doing evangelistic work that he was going to have to pull me aside and tell me how to take up an offering. I don't know how to do some of the uh, maintenance work of the ministry, but my heart's desire to you is to bring you not a sermon or an idea, not a pep rally feel good, but to bring you a word of God that will so stick to your bones that you'll be still feeling it and living it as time passes on. When the Spirit of the Lord moves and God speaks, there's a happening. When the Spirit of the Lord moves and God speaks, there's a happening. The world was in a chaos. Darkness covered the deep, but the Spirit of the Lord moved and God spoke. And all of the beauty of creation, including mankind, came into existence. Ezekiel went to a graveyard and the Spirit of the Lord moved and God spoke. Those bones that Elijah, I'm sorry, Ezekiel didn't know if they could live. When the Word of God came to them and the Spirit of the Lord moved, they began to come together as a mighty army unto the Lord. I pray the Holy Ghost of God that the Spirit of the living God moves in this house and God speaks and a happening happens. We need a happening to happen because when a happening happens, there's a shift. And when there's a shift, there's a new direction and there's no going back because there's nothing to go back to. Have you lived in some places that you would just like to lose the address to? Have you lived in some places that you would just like to lose the address to? They say that when war was happening and the troops were getting discouraged and they didn't know if they were going to win, when they would cross over and go into battle, the general would say, Burn the bridge. 
and they'd burn the bridge. And that meant there was no road back. I pray that the Holy Ghost of God burns some bridges in your life tonight and you don't go back. You don't go back to that addiction. You don't go back to those long nights of feeling like you'd be better off dead. You don't go back to the despair. You don't go back to the depression. You don't go back to giving up. You don't go back to the sin. You don't go back to those unworthy feelings. You don't go back to the shame. Oh, Holy Ghost of God, burn some bridges in our lives today so we begin to go forward in the name of the Lord. Your tomorrow will look a lot better when you decide there's no retreat left in you. I hope I'm not too loud for you. In America, we preach it loud. I have people that take their hearing aids out when I start to speak. And I just rejoice because I consider they must have got themselves healed. And we haven't even got to the altar yet. I can sense that the Holy Spirit has known tonight what he has wanted to do because it has fit together. And I don't take your battles lightly. But I believe God wants to set us free. I don't take your struggles. I know some folk who have been in some dark pits. I know some folk who have been in some mighty hard places. I went through a three-year stretch in my life that I thought would never end. I had one of those young sons that strayed and went through the drug culture. I know what it's like to have some fear in the midnight hour. I know what it's like to pace. I'm a pacer. You haven't noticed probably. <laughs> Try to keep up with me. Hallelujah. Maybe I'll even learn my new dance move. <laughs> I would pace the floors at night. Fear seizing my soul. Because my son had so many friends that didn't make it out of the drug culture. And I'd spend half the night praying myself out of fear, and I'd get myself into faith, and then I'd let my request be known to God. I don't minimize your battle, and I don't minimize your struggle tonight. It's very real. But I believe when God said that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, he knew what he was talking about. I don't believe it was a suggestion or an ideal or an elusive dream or a false promise on some cheap commercial. It was the living truth of God that we were made more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loved us. But sometimes we have a struggle to get there. We want to be there. We want to live this fearless life. We want to be fierce, but we're afraid. We want to be strong, but we're weak. We want to be courageous, but we're timid. We want to be loving, but we're bitter. Snuck that right in, didn't I? We want to have a song, but we just keep on singing the blues. 
We want joy, but we have sadness. And I believe that there are many genuine, real Christians who love God, who want to come out from behind the mask and say, you know what? I believe God has made me more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, and I want to get there, but I'm not there. But my heart's desire is to get there. Does anybody want to get there tonight? Then let's start by saying, Lord, I'm willing to burn the bridge. I want to go back to self-pity. I want to go back to fear. I'm willing, God, to move forward. Somebody shout forward. I never did that preaching. In fact, I always found it a little bit annoying. But I've always wanted to do it. So thank you for indulging me tonight. And since you have indulged me, just do it again and say, forward. Forward. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, I think you've got to help us. We want to receive your word. But Satan is going to try to hinder so that it doesn't take root. So in the name of Jesus, I just pray for good soil in the hearts of your precious people to receive the word of the Lord in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hebrews. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do I have to be like anybody else? Somebody told me to be myself. That kind of liberty scares me. <laughs> Praise God. Hebrews. I don't preach with notes. So I'm going to leave them on the pulpit. And I like, I like to check it out to see how you're doing with the message. So can I come down here? Is this all right? I don't want to do anything unforgivable and somebody get offended and go home mean. <laughs> we want you to go home nice. Is this okay? Am I, is this okay? I could be down here? Oh, thank you. No, no, I respect the leadership. Praise God. Don't you appreciate your leadership? Hallelujah. Fire and the passion. Okay, in Hebrews 10, the law was a shadow of the things to come, good things to come, and not the very image of the things. They can never... With the same sacrifice, which they offer continually, year by year, make these who approach perfect. For them would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a remainder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Therefore, therefore, When he came unto the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me in burnt offering and sacrifices of sin. You had no pleasure. God had no pleasure in the whole Old Testament worship system of bringing sacrifice. But they did it out of an obedient faith. But but every year they had to return. It took care of their yesterday, but it didn't take care of their tomorrow. 
But he said what God was looking for was a body that has prepared for me. Every sacrifice was pointing to the Christ that would come and break the bondage of sin and set people free. And so in the Old Testament, when we see the sacrifices, when you go to worship me in, in the Old Testament, it'd be quite different than what you experienced here tonight. You go to the tabernacle of the temple and as you entered into the entrance of it, there'd be a brazen altar. And there on that brazen altar, the sacrifice that you brought. And then there'd be the laver. And then there would be the table of bread and the, and the candlesticks. Then there'd be the altar of incense. And then there'd be the veil and you could go no further. You got to see nothing else. Behind the veil was never shown, never shown. So you'd come with your sacrifice and you'd lay your hands on the head of the sacrifice and there'd be a transference. That, that animal, that lamb or that ram would die for your sin. But Hebrew says there's a better way. There's a better way. A Christ was coming. God in the flesh to die on a cross a sacrifice that once it was done, it was done once and for all. No further sacrifice needed. And what that says to us today is that the problem of our sin, our guilt, and our shame was dealt with at the cross. Jesus said, I did not come into the world to judge the world nor to condemn the world, but I came that they might be saved. In fact, he did not even condemn those who nailed him to a tree. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. You have a high priest that loves some pretty bad folk. You have a Savior that will save some pretty bad folk. So if you've got some pretty bad folk in your family and everybody's giving up on them, don't you give up on them. If you've got somebody who's lost their way, don't you toss them to the side and say there's no hope for them. Jesus came to seek and save those that are lost and he wants you to believe and don't give up. Can I just tell you a tidbit of family business? When my son was going through his difficult days, mama was pretty messed up over it. I'd have people say, well, your son might have to go to jail to get straightened out. Well, I decided I don't want my boy in jail. I know some, some do, and I, I'll, I'll sit down and grieve with you if that happens. But i tell you what I did. We took his car away from him because we was afraid that he would be driving when he shouldn't be driving. So I had to drive him to Portland where he lived five hours away. So I got him stuck in my car. And I decided I would prophesy to him. Now, I'm a mama. I'm telling you, this nagging thing, I can do it good. I'm telling you, I, I'm like, a, I got that perfected. This chewing you out, I can do that real good. Oh, yeah, I got words. They're my friends. Well, I just decided, and I looked him in the eye. I said to him, Andy, God's going to make a preacher out of you. Whew. 
I'm glad my story ended good. He's serving Jesus. Got a beautiful wife. About six months, he's going to make a grandmama out of me. I know, I know, I'm looking good for a grandma, eh? I know, I'm looking good, but I'm high mileage. Some of you can feel with me, eh? Listen, don't give up on what God can do. Don't give up on what God can do in you. Don't stomp your feet. I love women. Women are the, I, I don't know, do I want to say cornerstone of society? I know man's the head of the house. Hallelujah. That didn't bother me. Yeah, I love being subject to my husband. If he ain't going to agree, I just ain't going to tell him till it's done. <laughs> Don't you tell him I told that. That was just, that was just a joke. <laughs> we have a little farm, and my husband, when we went back to America, my father got him into the pig business. And my father is excessive. And so Dan thought they were going to get a couple pigs. They ended up with like a hundred of these things. They like multiplying like rabbits. Dan said, truly, I'm a prodigal in a faraway country slopping pigs. Sent Dan, they sent poor Dan to the, to the, the butcher with the pig in the back of the truck. And, and uh, he's riding along and horns are honking. Finally, he pulls over, rolls down his middle, his window, and somebody looks in and says, Sir, you lost your pig. He's two miles back. So my husband and I have agreement. I'm allowed to have chickens. I have chickens. And uh, I love it when the church folks call and I'm in the hen house. I just let them keep on talking. No, those chickens are a bucking. And I say, I have to call you back. And I say, I'm not submitted. And I know you sweet folk are all submitted too. But women, cornerstone of the family, we hold it together. And the family holds society together. So don't think I take it for granted when I'm standing in a room with this much power and this much authority in our society. Listen, women, if we can get it together, we can rock the world. If you're like me, you guys, Ottawa is your capital, right? Don't look for Ottawa to solve the problems. I don't look for Washington, D.C., and I don't look for Augusta. I'm living in a community that is literally dying around us. I don't look for them to solve the problem. But if we can get some women who are filled with the Holy Ghost and power, who have learned how to go forward and lose the address of the place where they used to be and get a new place in Jesus, we can rock this world and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, which will change them and take them to a new and a better place. The world isn't looking for us to give them a pretty version of what they are. They want something new. And we are the new and living way in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so the Old Testament sacrifice didn't do it. But what he said is, thou hast prepared a body for me. Christ, when Christ lived, God in the flesh, 
facing every challenge, every temptation, every obstacle. And he loved as the Father loved. And he set his heart to the commission to the point where he said in the garden, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. And he went to the way of the cross. And when they dropped that cross in the hole and he hung there, Love and forgiveness pouring from him. And when he hung there, the righteous, perfect son of God becoming the unrighteousness of man, that we might have the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus, that he would bear our sins, carry our sorrows, carry our disease, carry our brokenness, carry our hurts to the cross of Calvary. I'm telling you, friend, he did a great deed that day for he was able to liberate us, to buy us off the auction block of sin. That says your sin, your past, your history, your failure, your shortcoming. It doesn't own you anymore. You've been bought with a price, hallelujah, to serve God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So why do we live like it owns us? Because we've got to get beyond the veil to get the victory. Jesus hung on the cross and he cried, it is finished. Hebrews the 10th chapter says, for appointed unto man wants to die and after that the judgment. Talking about Jesus, talking about Calvary. And when Jesus cried, it is finished, Father, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. It says the veil of the temple. It said the veil of the temple rent from the top to the bottom. We couldn't get there. We couldn't get behind the veil. We couldn't get into the holy place. So God came down. From his heavens. Hallelujah. He came running. Hallelujah. He came running through the veil. And he threw open the mercy seat. And he threw open the place of intimacy and closeness with God. Where we can go into his presence. And in his presence find the peace and the strength that we need to live our Christianity. And when that veil went, what was said was the life has been judged. And the lamb is worthy. In fact, we see it in Revelation. As they opens up the scroll and says, who is worthy? And heaven, the elders and the angels, heaven and earth fall on their knees. And they say, worthy is the lamb. And God has said to us, worthy is the lamb that died on the cross you can leave your old address behind you can you can you can burn the bridge i i am talking to anybody this morning would somebody raise their hand up and say i got a bridge that i need some burning hallelujah we're gonna light that thing you talk about ignite we're gonna light that thing on fire by the power of the holy ghost because the lamb has been judged worthy. The sacrifice works. The blood is sufficient. You can be free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? 
and set it up so we won't retreat. I'm not going back. He that puts his hand to the plow looking back, isn't ready for the kingdom. We're not looking back. We're people. Paul says, none of these things move me. I press in. I press in. I press in. I'm not going to get moved by what happened. I'm not going to get moved by what is happening. And I'm certainly not going to get moved by what happens. Oh, who in the place is filled with worry about what's going to happen and it hasn't even happened yet. God wants to set you free from the worry of that which hasn't even happened yet. All right. But the thing is, you have an adversary of your soul. And he likes to mess us up. How many people's messed up? <laughs> Thank you. Back in the day, I was raised Pentecost. And uh, we got a corner on guilt. We know how to do guilt. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. <laughs> yep. But... Uh, Word of God. We used to use a term called backslide. Anybody ever heard that term? That's one of those archaic terms. Like hymn book. There are people in church today who don't know what a hymn book is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sure. We've been there. Anybody been there? Let's just do something kind of fun, okay? All the people who have ever backslid and stand to your feet. Okay, you guys, I think we ought to just give a hand clap to the people who's always gone forward. I think we got a lot of sinners in the house and we're going to get the altars full tonight. Okay, but see, the enemy's got a plan. See, the enemy's got a plan. So you get so you're just in your groove doing pretty good serving Jesus. Anybody here in their groove? You're serving Jesus good. Tonight of all nights, you ought to be serving Jesus good. This has been awesome. You guys ought to be on cloud nine. We got anybody in the groove serving Jesus good? Slip your hand up. I got a house full of backsliders. I should have done that. I should have asked that question first. But y'all confessed the backsliding. Now you're scared to say I'm in a good groove. I'm in a good groove. Right now in my life, I am in a good groove. Praise God. While everybody's fighting about immigration, we saw a Muslim woman get saved. Hallelujah. Three weeks. I'm in a good groove. Over in Maine, they're struggling with a drug academic. They are, they're every other day busting down a crack house. Praise God. We got two in rehab. I'm in a good groove. Anybody in a good groove? Slip your hand up. You're right there. You're, you're not shy. Can you come help me preach? <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you? Yeah, come on down. We're going to preach. This thing will preach. Come on down. What's your name? Annette. Annette. I am so happy unto the Lord that you have a name I can pronounce. I don't know. I think people just took letters out of the alphabet, put them together, and named their children. And then I have to learn how to pronounce their names. Annette. We're going to call you Good Groove Annette. You're in a good groove. Jesus is good. Hallelujah. Amen. And you're dancing. Oh, yeah. She's dancing. She's dancing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I need some devils. 
Come on. We're just pretending. Do I have a, anybody who will help me? You won't? You'll help me, yeah. Yes. She doesn't know how to be a good one. You would think she would have camouflaged a little bit. You know what I mean? Come on, we need about a half a dozen devils. Come on, help me preach. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go on over with the devils. <laughs> hey, you know, Moncton's pretty cool. Yeah, I could live here. There's some places you go to, and people look at you like, I mean, you're the Nazi queen that just came into town. It's scary. You preach, and you get in your car, and you tell your husband, put the pedal to the metal and hit it quick, and let's get out of Dodge. But this is all right. Are you ready? Because this is going to help you. Are you ready for some victory? Okay, so the devils take their order from the big guy. I'll be the big bad guy, okay? I'll be in charge of all the devils. So I'm going to tell the devils, Annette, the one in the good groove, good groove Annette, She's not missing church. She's not missing prayer. She's not missing Bible. She's got praise coming out of her. She is, I mean, she, she's been messing us up for too long, so I want you to go get her. And so the thing is, not yet. But you see, we're not in the shadows of the Old Testament. We've seen the reality of the New Testament. And our high priest doesn't go behind the veil once a year. Our high priest split the veil in the sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And he was exalted to the right hand of the Father, where he ever liveth, making intercession for the saint, seated on the position of authority. And he says, Annette, you have my name. They're going to come. And if you think you're ever going to be kind of Christian, that they're not coming for you, they're coming for you. But you have been given the name of Jesus. And so when they come, you're going to put your hands up and say, Jesus. And when you hear Jesus, you can't go no further. Okay? And you listen to my instructions because I'm going to give you instructions when she says in the name of Jesus, okay, go get her. Give this lady an Emmy. Okay, okay, listen to your instructions. Fall back. When in battle and the strategy isn't working, the commander says, fall back. It's not working. Not today they ain't taking you out, honey. Yeah, I know. You got the name of Jesus. Oh, oh you're firm. Now, they're going to come again. I'm telling them some instruction how the enemy works. You go around the back. You sneak in the back door, okay? Okay, you hold on. When they get here, you don't worry. 
I'm your rear guard. I'll cover your back. Okay, charge! In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah! In the name of Jesus. You see? They can't get her coming and they can't get her going because she's got a name that's been highly exalted above every name. Thank you, y'all. Go sit down. Are you tired yet? I'm tired yet. Are you ready? So then I asked myself, why is it not working? Because listen, the name we have been given is not a benediction for our prayer. You know how sometimes we pray, God, give us sun, give us warm weather, give us money, give us good children, give me a happy spouse, give me sneakers that don't pinch my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and we just sit there and wait for the answer. It wasn't meant. I, I hear some people pray, and I had some, my best prayer warrior. She must say in Jesus' name 50 times before she gets done praying. I, and she prays for me. I love it when she prays for me. I'm not criticizing her, but she just keeps saying in the name of Jesus. I don't know who she's driving that home to, but I tell you, her prayers work. It's not in much repetition. It's not in making sure you remember so that if you, oh, I forgot in the name of Jesus. Now I say the amen. I know it's my second amen, but I, I forgot. I'll do better next time. No, listen. All power, all authority was given unto him. When he cried, it is finished, the perfect lamb of God. God died for the sin of humanity. Perfect lamb of God. And he ran open that temple veil. He said, you can come in. You've got access to things you never had access to before. You can come right up into the holy presence of almighty God and sit at his feet until you pray like Paul prays. Oh, that I might know you in the power of your resurrection. Hallelujah, because there's been a transformation as I've fellowshiped in your suffering. Oh, hallelujah. It's a Calvary experience. It's that moment when in your heart you believe
Hey, you guys, we can go for another hour. Woo! Just kidding. We're finishing right here. Because listen, friend, you have been invited into the holy presence of God where you can know him. One of the misconceptions that we got is we think we can just speak things out and they're going to happen. And uh, 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 that we can just, we, we're not called to believe with just information. We are so information heavy. We have got so much data. And uh, we've had a hard time connecting because I'm not real electronic, smart, so I'm missing a lot of data that y'all got. But we got all this data. That doesn't make you believe. With the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. So as you dare to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to. I'm going to stay at the altar, hallelujah, till the tears flow and I want to be forgiven of my sin and walk out of them and do them no more. I'm going to wash in the labor, the washing of God's word. I'm going to let the light of the gospel truth shine into my heart till every bit of darkness dissipates out of me. I'm going to eat from the table of the Lord, the spiritual bread that will nourish my soul. I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship at the altar till it becomes a sweet fragrance unto God. But I'm not staying there. I'm going to pass through the veil. Christ gave me entrance. I'm passing through the veil for behind the veil there is an ark of the covenant and that ark of the covenant houses, hallelujah, the manna pot. I'm going to have supernatural food and supernatural strength and supernatural faith. I'm not going to quit believing in the darkest night or the most stormy storm. I'm holding steady. I'm going to be fiercer than fierce because of what is in me by the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to receive the law of God written on my heart, as Hebrew says. I'm going to write it on your heart, hallelujah, so that the very heart of me is going to be different. And I'm going to crave to do the will and the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm also going to have a fruitful branch. I'm going to have a fruitful branch. I'm going to put my hands to some things. And I'm telling you, God's going to bless somebody through what I do. It won't matter if I give them a sack of potatoes. It won't matter if I pray a prayer of faith. It won't matter if I shake their hand. Everything I do, I'm going to ask God to bless it. And many get born into the kingdom, encouraged in the faith, made steadfast, made strong, and made fierce by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know what I do when I'm done preaching at my church? I say, I'm done. <laughs> and so I say to you tonight, I'm done. Okay, I, 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 I don't know how to read this. Did they like it or did they, or are they saying we are like so ecstatically happy that this is over? <laughs> you all get me confused now. But, but listen to me. God's not done. God's not done. Have you received the word? Okay, just confirm to the Holy Spirit. Lift your hand up if you receive the word. Say, God, I received that word. And anything it wants to do in my life, I give it permission. 
Oh, hallelujah. So you're ready for the word? Because listen, I tell you, some of you, you're going to look back at an old address and you're just, you're not going to be able to go back there anymore. Are you ready for that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not going to be able to go back to it anymore. Praise God. You're going to have to go forward. Oh, some of us going to have to lay down some sin. Going to have to lay it down because we're passing by the cross. We're passing by the blood. Got to lay it down. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of us has got to wash. Oh, we're going to have, oh, God, I'm going to get your word in me. Oh, yeah, we've been slack. We've been slack. I know one man his whole life. I knew him until he was almost 70, and all he ever read was two chapters in the Bible. And they both had to do with money, and the guy was always bankrupt. <laughs> you can't make it on two chapters. Oh, God. But I want to get to the place where I'll just sit with you and let your blood do a great work in my life. So I'm going to invite you today. I invite you today to meet me at the altar. This is what I tell my church people. I don't tell them to come to the altar and I scoot out. You know, I went and did meetings for a preacher once. And I preached. And then he says, if you preach, you do the altar call. And I preached. I did the altar call and he'd already gone to lunch. <laughs> I never did figure that out. I scratched him off the list of my most favorite mentors. I'm going to meet you at the altar. I think we got an altar team here. They're going to meet you at the altar. We're just going to meet at the altar. And we're going to pray for one another. And God's going to set some people free. And God's going to unleash some things in your life. Hallelujah. God's going God's to break some shackles off you. You might have said, I've been to the altar many times. And the shackles keep coming back. What makes tonight different? Tonight's going to be different. Because by the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to get to the other side of the veil. You're going to get immersed in Jesus. He says, hallelujah, and recognize that you have a high priest that is not absent in your life, but he's ever present, and he's going to do the work. I'm not going to do the work. I'll lay hands and ask him to do it, but he's going to do the work, or the work doesn't get done. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I've got nothing. I'm telling you, some folk think they breeze in the town with everything to give you. I haven't got nothing to give you but Jesus, but I've never seen anybody take a hold of him and walk away disappointed. I can guarantee you tonight that he loves you. He cares about you and if you meet him at the altar he'll meet you and what a transformation is about to happen in all of us in Jesus name play some victory for us stand together Whew. I know you're probably accustomed to preachers who kind of calm it down and then they glide the plane in but we just kind of drop the wheels and screech into the gate but we got here didn't we Hallelujah. So if you want, we're going to pray. We're going to get to the other side of the veil. Lives are going to get changed. You guys, some of you are going to get so undone, you ain't never going to be redone again. I'm telling you, the day, Isaiah, Isaiah saw the Lord high lifted up and the glory filled the temple. He got so undone. He got so purified and he went to a nation to bring purification to the nation. So as they pray, if you want prayer, if you want to say, God, I want to seal the deal of this word in my heart and life today. Meet me at the altar and let's let God do a great work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, maybe the prayer team, you do what you do, you know what you're doing.
Hallelujah. Come right down. Come right down. Move in and make room for people to come. Hallelujah. Come right down if you want prayer today. Hallelujah. If you're facing a battle, if you're facing a struggle, hallelujah. If you're in the middle of a storm, come on down. You're getting to the other side. Hallelujah. You're getting to the other side. You might not get to the other side. It might all be good when you leave here tonight. But I'm telling you, God's going to get you to the other side. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, can, can I just, I just want to lay hands on these dear people. I feel just an anointing of God in here. And after I do, I want you, I want prayer team, then after I pass by, would you just lay your hands on them? Because the Bible says if any two agree, we'll get the job done. Hallelujah. And we're in agreement, aren't we? Hallelujah. Did I preach truth? Can you say amen to that? Do you think these people have to struggle anymore? You think they have to live defeated anymore? Hallelujah. You think they can be equipped in the name of Jesus? I think we're in agreement. Hallelujah. So as they play, let's worship the Lord. Fill this place with worship. And let's just believe God today. If you're up here for prayer to help us, just lift your hand up so I can lay hands on you and pray. Let's pray one for another here tonight.